Friday, December 24th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 16 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And, and this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, for QB in cash, I'm going to be doing something similar here as as to what I'm doing on DraftKings. What do you yeah. like for uh, cash QB on FanDuel? Yeah, I'm going in the same direction here with Jalen Hurts. Just 9.8 FanDuel points in the first meeting with the Giants. That was one of only two games this season that he failed to score at least 16.7 FanDuel points. Um, you know, Hurts really struggled as a passer in that game. But the Giants, over the last three games since that Philly meeting, have allowed a 74% completion rate. Um, six touchdowns versus zero interceptions. So I'm not worried about the passing matchup here for Hertz. And I think more importantly, it's a great matchup on the ground. Uh, Football Outsiders has the Giants 28th in run defense. Hertz ran for 77 yards against them in the first meeting. So I just think he 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 brings because of that rushing ability, he brings a pretty high floor, especially at this $7,700 price tag. Yeah, I was concerned about Jalen Hurts heading into that Washington game, and then he ran right over any of those concerns with a good passing night, a good running night. So, yeah, no argument with him here. The only argument, I guess, a slight argument, is that Joe Burrow at 7100 bucks comes in $600 cheaper than Jalen Hurts, 400 cheaper than Tyler Huntley, 800 cheaper than Matthew Stafford. So he's going to, again, be my primary quarterback on FanDuel this week. The Ravens are the third best QB scoring matchup by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. They've allowed seven touchdown passes over just the past three weeks to Aaron Rodgers, who had three of them, two to Baker Mayfield, two to Ben Roethlisberger. Burrow, of course, threw for 416 and three touchdowns in the first meeting. That game was the third 400-yard game that Baltimore has allowed this season, and all of that came before they lost top corner Marlon Humphrey to injury for the year. So the matchup is great. Um, Burrow has been decently productive lately outside of last week's game against Denver, which is playing well on defense right now. And the stacking options are obvious here, either for cash or tournament play. Uh, You know, we know the Bengals receivers. You can check their prices and see what fits in your particular lineup. But the runback options, I mean, Mark Andrews sits number two in our FanDuel dollars per point projections this week, even at 8,000 bucks. And that's well ahead of everybody else at the position. So put all that together with the price for Joe Burrow, um, you know, upside. It's tough for me to like any other quarterback as much as him on this slate. Yeah. I I love Burrow. Um, You know, I lean hurts in cash just because of that rushing. I think gives him a slightly higher floor, but you know, Burrow, I think Burrow beats him in ceiling this week. Burrow's my favorite tournament quarterback. So for all the reasons you mentioned, I'm also going to play Justin Herbert in tournaments. I like Matt Stafford, as we talked about in the drafting show, we should mention Tyler Huntley too. I mean, you know, we, we just removed, Lamar Jackson from our projections added Tyler Huntley in. It looks like he's going to get another start for the Ravens on the other side of that Bengals game. Uh, I mean, the guy, the guy just scored 35.9 Fando points. Like, you know, there there's not many quarterbacks on this slate with that type of upside, maybe none. I'm curious to see what his ownership comes in at, you know, after that massive game, but I do think he's definitely in play. I mean, you could, you could, you know, play Huntley naked and then you'll run back one or two of the Bengals wide receivers and sort of stack the game that way. 
Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I also like Jalen Hurts on the GPP side, Justin Herbert as well. I think Justin Fields, if he's ready to play, gets interesting in tournaments. He would be in play for cash at 7K if there weren't yeah. the ankle question. But as it is, he, he'll have the upside if he's active for this game. Over to running back for cash. Justin Jackson was, you know, he has a, has a spotlight on him on DK this week because of his low salary. But on FanDuel, He's right with Alexander Madison and Ronald Jones in yeah. salary. So I think it's a lot easier to avoid Justin Jackson over here, especially in cash. What do you think? Yeah, I, I won't be playing Jackson in cash here. I do think it makes him a much better tournament play on FanDuel. Like I, I think Jackson comes in, you know, I don't know, like 5% owned here just because, you know, it's going to be tough for people to play him over Alexander Madison for sure. And then Ronald Jones is the same price. So I like Jackson for tournaments. I mean, Alexander Madison is just a lock for cash on FanDuel, 5,500 bucks. Um, you know, he's our, actually he's our top ranked running back on this slate because we have only Jonathan Taylor ahead of him. And, you know, he's playing on Saturday. So, you know, Madison 34, 32 and 25 opportunities in the three games without Dalvin cook this season. So he's going to get fed. I like Ronald Jones for cash here on FanDuel. You know, he's relatively cheaper here than he is on DraftKings. He's 5,400 bucks. On FanDuel, even is a better fit here too, because if there's a question with Jones, it's just you know how much he's going to do in the passing game. I think he could lose some of that work to Keyshawn Vaughn and or Le'Veon Bell. And then you know my, my third guy for FanDuel here is going to be David Montgomery. Um, he's sixty six hundred dollars, uh, sixteen point five carries and six point three targets over his last four games now. So he's just getting workhorse usage. Has a good matchup uh, against the Seahawks, who are thirty first in adjusted points allowed to running backs. I agree with all that, except for there just being one question about Ronald Jones. If there were more, if there were only one question, we probably would have seen him before now. But yeah, I agree with him being in the mix here. And I have Dave Montgomery down as well. Uh, the the price, I, like his price is is excellent. It probably doesn't look as good as it is because yeah. of the influx of 5K guys this week. But it certainly fits easily. And I think probably more attractive than he seems when you first look at the FD dollars per point in the lineup yep. generator this week. So switching over to GPP, you know, I want to like James Robinson this week, but at 8,200 bucks <laughs> on FanDuel, I think he's too expensive to be truly attractive. He's certainly still in the mix. I'm not saying I'm fading him, um, but you know, we're coming off a game where James Robinson worked out against Houston, but it's not like he had a terrific outing. He had 18 carries. He had six targets and he came away with only 75 rushing yards three catches for 13 yards, one touchdown. So, you know, a solid outing and the matchup this week against the Jets is at least as good, but he's not a lock for sure at that 8,200 bucks. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably like slightly overpriced there. You know, maybe he should be in the mid to high sevens, but when you, when you compare him to these other guys, he's like way overpriced. So, you know, he's, he, he's a, He's an ownership play because I do think he's going to come in low owned because of that price and the other guys available. I mean, you know, if you give me 18 carries and six targets though against the Jets, like I, he, he's an awesome play in a vacuum. Um, and he might get even more work this week because the Jags just placed uh, LaVisca Chenault on the COVID list. You know, he's, he's averaged like six and a half targets over the past five games. He's been seeing a few carries as well. So, you know, some of that could go to Robinson. So he's a, you know, pay up to be contrarian play on FanDuel. Um, as I said, I like Justin Jackson on FanDuel for tournaments. He's going to be much lower owned here because of the you know price tags relative to some of the other running backs. And then I'm sort of in wait and see mode with this Eagles backfield. You know, we talked about the matchup against the Giants. The Giants 28th in football outsiders run defense DVOA. The Eagles third in run offense DVOA. So it's just a, a, a mismatch here. You know, we'll see about Miles Sanders with the quad injury. I think there's a chance he's just getting rest early in the week, you know, with them coming off the Tuesday game. But we'll have a better idea 
of Sanders status on Friday afternoon. Um, if he's out, I think Jordan Howard becomes the play at 5,700 bucks. I do think we'd see Boston Scott mix in probably Kenneth Gainwell too, but I do think Howard would be the best bet for carries in Philly. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, Mike Garofolo was interviewing Miles Sanders right after that game and he didn't leave the game with the injury. They pulled him cause it was done late and they were resting him some, and he certainly didn't seem worried during the post game interview. So we'll see. Uh, it's a good spot for him. If he's good to go, I think we'll still get pretty high James Robinson ownership, even at 8,200, hmm. just cause it, you can fit him into lineups this week. It's not like he's nine K plus, but we'll see. I'll be curious to see uh, how high his level is. A couple other guys that I like Cordero Patterson, 7,200. He's $1,000 cheaper than James Robinson, also in a terrific matchup against Detroit. And I think he's going to be sneakier than usual coming off a bad week last week, which was in a reasonable spot to have a bad week. San Francisco second in run defense DVOA on the season. So, I mean, if your running back's going to struggle, San Francisco is a reasonable matchup for that to happen. We don't like the dip in receiving for Patterson, but he did see five targets in two straight games before last week where he didn't have much receiving there either. And then Javante Williams at 6,300 against the Raiders, fourth in our FanDuel dollars per point rankings. Vegas is the third best scoring matchup by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. I don't think that there's a much of a chance of Denver falling behind in this one unless we get yep. a bunch of Drew Lock turnovers. And frankly, the possibility of Drew Lock turnovers is another reason to expect Denver to keep it on the ground as much as possible and give plenty of volume to both running backs. Yeah, and Williams is kind of pulled away from Gordon as far as passing game usage goes. I mean, yeah, you, you still don't want Denver to, to fall behind if you're going to get a ceiling game out of Javante Williams. But even if they do, um, you know, it seems like he'd be the guy on the field more in, in comeback mode. Wide receiver for cash. I mean, we talked about him on DK. Is Cooper Cup a must, even though he's all the way up at 9,800 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Again, because you can get, you know, if, if you want to get three running backs in the five Ks, you can, even if you're going to pay up for Montgomery at 6,600, it's easy to get cup in. Um, you know, he gets the Vikings who are dead last and adjusted points allowed to wide receiver. So I would, you know, I would, I'd be scared to head into uh, Sunday's games without cup and cash at least. I would too. And I mean, he, even at 9,800 Cooper cup is still third in our FanDuel dollars per point projections. He's behind T Higgins, Deontay Johnson, the cheap running backs make it easy to fit him. T Higgins's price makes it easier to fit him. We have Nicole Hardman down at 5,200 bucks, Byron Pringle down there as well. So there are other options to help you fit a $9,800 receiver if it's difficult. Mm -hmm. And of course I already mentioned, I like the cheap quarterback. So that helps as well. Keenan Allen, 7,700 against Houston is another attractive one. Uh, I would rather try to fit Keenan Allen into a Cooper Cup lineup than Deontay Johnson at 7,400 against Kansas City because I prefer Keenan Allen's matchup. But, you know, both of those guys, I think, can be in play. And I prefer Keenan Allen's quarterback, too. Um, you know, so that's why I like him over Deontay Johnson. So that, that that would be my second guy in cash, Keenan Allen. Um, you know, double-digit targets in six of his last seven games. He had eight targets in the other game. He's averaging 10.9 over that span, gets the Texans matchup. Um, I think Antonio Brown is appropriately priced here at 7,000. Um, probably going to shy away from him in cash just, you know, in, in his first game in like two months um, and go down to T. Higgins instead at 6,500 bucks, you know, averaging a solid seven targets over his last five games. Uh, we expect Cincinnati's passing volume to be up in this game against Baltimore. So I think Higgins is a good target back, good talent for the price tag. I agree. I don't think Antonio Brown is a bad play, but I'm going to be fading him in cash because there is some risk. We mentioned it. He's been limited this week. You know, they say he looks good with the ankle, but he is limited in practice. Hasn't played in 10 weeks. And the Carolina matchup is negative, slightly negative by our adjusted fantasy points allowed, but still negative. So he's not a shoe in for production. And even if you don't need the salary savings, Jamar Chase is only a hundred dollars more. I think he has a higher ceiling 
than Brown this week. Tyler Lockett's $300 more. Plenty of other guys sprinkled around, you know, including T. Higgins, who you just mentioned. On GPP side, Jared, there's so many options at various salaries here. I think the tougher part than picking out somebody to like is narrowing it down to who I'm going to use. So I'm going to primarily be going, I think, by you know, game correlations here and just yep. seeing what I need to fit salary wise against what else is going in my lineup. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, a few guys I want to highlight though, Jamar Chase, who you just mentioned, you know, 7,100 bucks and, you know, he's $600 more expensive than T Higgins. I definitely think Higgins is the better pure value. Um, but Chase still feels like the upside guy. I mean, he, he's still the, the downfield guy for this offense. He had 201 yards and a score in the first meeting against Baltimore. Baltimore has particularly struggled defending deep passes. So I think you could see, you know, Chase catch a long one or two on Sunday. Odell Beckham, I like at 6,600 bucks. You know, hopefully people are off him after he disappointed on Tuesday night against Seattle. But, you know, he has 16 plus Fando points in, in two of his last three games before last week. Plenty of upside again in this matchup against the Vikings, who are the worst wide receiver defense. And then I, I, I got to play DK Metcalf again. He has eight plus targets in five of his last six games now. He has a 48% catch rate over that span. I mean, him and he, he and Russ just can't get on the same page. I mean, to put that in perspective, Metcalf had a 64% catch rate last season. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep betting on those two, you know, hooking up, getting, getting back on the same page. One of these weeks, you know, there's obviously nothing scary about the bears matchup on Sunday. Yeah. You got to be careful talking about DK Metcalf hooking up. I want to throw <laughs> out Stefan Diggs at 7,500. I think he gets interesting with Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis out on the COVID list. Now it's still a bad matchup for everybody in the Buffalo passing game, but Stefan Diggs, the player is good enough to beat matchup. So he can perform in a bad matchup. He could see 15 targets in this game. Now I'm not saying that's my projection, yep. but that's now well within his range of possible outcomes. And in this meeting last year, the second meeting with the Pats last year, he scored three times. Now this year's Patriots defense is much better than last year's was overall, but Two of his three touchdowns in that game came against J.C. Jackson in coverage, according to Pro Football Focus. That's who is going to be in primary coverage on him this year. That's who's in the Pro Bowl as one of the best corners in the league. So, you know, it's just an example of Diggs being able to beat the matchup. We know that Josh Allen's not afraid to take shots, even if Stephon Diggs is covered. So I'm not playing him in cash, but a tournament lineup, I can mm -hmm. see tossing Stephon Diggs in there. Not with Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I love that call. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is expected back this week but he he just he sort of tailed off in the second half of the season i think you know his, his old man legs have sort of failed him here isaiah mckenzie's not gonna see a whole lot of volume if he, he's there you know beasley replacement in the slot so i could definitely see a huge target game for Diggs. and as you said you know he's capable of winning any matchup now you just locked in nine targets for isaiah mckenzie jared thanks very much yeah <laughs> tight end for cash i mean it's really either mark andrews at 8k or a cheap guy right i actually have rob gronkowski here who's you know kind of priced in the middle i just a target bet again you know with mike evans and chris godwin i mean gronk's already averaging 8.3 targets in his eight healthy games this season um so i don't see a reason why you shouldn't get to eight and i think you know 10 to 12 is within range it's not a, it's not a plus matchup but you know it's not a matchup that we have to run away with carolina 12th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends yeah, I, I can certainly understand the argument for him. Eight to 10 targets in this game would be nice. If I knew that he was getting that going in, I would say that he's fine at 6,700. I agree with you on the matchup. It's, it's negative, but it's not scary. The Panthers are seventh in tight end coverage DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. They're in the bottom half of adjusted fantasy points allowed to the position. I could just see this being 
a sluggish passing day overall for the Bucks and Gronk not really paying off, but you know, I'm not calling him a, a terrible play. I think I would rather try to get the 1300 extra and go up to Mark Andrews for a higher ceiling or just go down to the 5k range where my favorite is Jared cook at 5,100 bucks. Houston has allowed the seventh most fan duel points, two tight ends. They're fourth in our adjusted fantasy points allowed to the position. So I, I like the ceiling on him. You know, the floor is, less attractive than it is for Gronk, but I think the matchup kind of balances that out, of course, along with the salary savings. And I think the other guy people are going to look to is Dallas Goddard, who I definitely think is in play. You know, 5,900 bucks is a nice price for him. You know, he's coming off two big games, 25.5 and 17 Fando points. To me, there's there's still some some George Kittle to Dallas Goddard. We're like, you know, we saw it last night with Kittle. Like he can have two or three target games because of the low volume passing game in Philadelphia and, and Goddard actually did see only three targets in that first game against the giants. So, you know, I have no issue with him in cash, but you know, I just, I would rather go to a guy I think is a safer bet to see good volume. Yeah. I'd rather go down to the cheaper guys than settle on Dallas Goddard or Kyle Pitts at that $5,900 price either could pay off for you, but we could get a good Philly offensive game and still not get many targets for Dallas Goddard. I think probably the ideal day for the Eagles is throwing 20 passes. And I mean, you can be, you can get a quarter of that and still have a quiet receiving day. So I'd rather just mm-hmm. go down to the cheaper guys who, you know, similar bets for targets at that level on the GPP side. I do think Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts are in the mix here. I think Mark Andrews is certainly in the mix. Uh, Jared yep. Cook, CJ Uzama are probably my favorites and CJ Uzama, especially in a Joe Burrow or a Tyler Huntley lineup here. Yeah, I agree with all those guys. I have Cook Uzama and I have Kyle Pitts here. I think I'm ready to go back to Kyle Pitts at 5,900 bucks against the Lions. The Falcons have the sixth highest implied total on the main slate. Um, and man, Kyle Pitts, he has one touchdown on 58 catches this season. That's a 1.7% touchdown rate. You know, average is like eight to 9%. Um, so man, he, he is due for some touchdowns. Um, he's averaging 6.7 targets, 4.3 catches and 62 yards over his last three games. So, you know, if he does that and scores once or twice over the last three games, you know, we're talking about, you know, Pitts finishing the season hot Detroit 19th and adjusted points allowed to tight ends. They're 22nd in football outsiders, tight end coverage ranking. So you know, I'm going to, you know, hope Pitts, Pitts has one big game here to, to you know close out the season. On defense, I like the Broncos at 3800 bucks over the Bengals at 3500 and mostly because I think there's a better chance that the Ravens don't pay off this matchup than the Raiders don't pay off the matchup with Denver. Uh, Baltimore has topped 20 points in each of the past two games with Tyler Huntley in there. He's only taken four sacks over those past two games and thrown zero picks. And I mean, last week was Green Bay, which is a better defense than Cincinnati. So there's still upside to them, but there's also, I think, more downside. So I'm going to lean Broncos to get the Raiders. The Raiders have scored 16 points or fewer in six of their past seven games. That's since the bye. That's the stretch without Henry Ruggs. The Broncos have also been stifling opponents over that same span. Since week eight, the seven opponents that have faced them in that time have averaged 16.6 points against Denver. They've averaged 38 and a half points the following week, according to Warren Sharp. So Denver's doing its thing on defense right now. Yeah, they are. Um, so I, I do think Denver and Cincinnati are your two best cheap plays in cash. Um, cheap tournament play. I think Atlanta is in play, you know, against, against Detroit, assuming it's going to be Tim Boyle again at quarterback, just, just to, re- just to remind you, um, Tim Boyle complete, completed 56% of his passes in college, averaged 5.6 yards per attempt, 12 touchdowns versus 26 inter- interceptions in college. Um, so you know, it's, it's a good matchup. 
for Atlanta. Also on the tournament side, I think Tampa is the expensive defense. I would go up to their $4,700. Um, you know, they're going to get some, some combination of Cam Newton and, and Sam Darnold, the quarterback for Carolina. Uh, the Panthers have the second lowest implied total on the main slate. And I think the Patriots are interesting too. Now, um, you know, at home versus this bill's, offense without two of its top four wide receivers they placed o-lineman cody ford on the COVID list too so he's going to be out for sunday's game and we know josh allen you know for as good as he can be he does take sacks he does turn the ball over um and new england is just 4100 on Fanduel. yeah i like that one i like the bucks i think the eagles are in play at 5,000 against jake from um, but maybe the Giants are better with Jake Fromm than they were with Mike Glennon. So um, if there's salary left, the Eagles are in play. I'm certainly not going to um, make myself get to a 5K defense, yep. though, just to play them. Yeah, plenty of good cheap plays for tournaments, especially this week. That's going to do it for this week 16 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. And then play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and all your other fantasy formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. Find the link to do that in the description for this podcast, wherever you might be taking it in. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for staying with us. 